When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble. This is the post-match reaction for the Scottish Cup quarterfinals where it finished Rangers 3, Wraith Rovers nil. Um, into the semi-finals. Uh, I don't know how much we can discuss really about the game. It was one of the ones and children are coming into the room. Out you go. <laughs> what a start. What a start. That was more exciting than the game, to be honest. Um, but yeah, 3-0 win. and now crying so i hope everyone's happy <laughs> what a disaster was that um three nil win into the semi-finals um just all rounds bit of a boring boring game care but but we'll uh we'll take boring if, if we win <laughs> you said before it's Stuart. doesn't matter what happened if it was seven nil two nil rangers were kind of not going to be not going to please everybody and we get through it was your main object of the day getting through to the semi-final and Moving on, we played well in spells, but it was quite lethargic to watch, wasn't it? But some of the players done okay, I thought. Some you can see maybe need maybe need move moved on, but overall, you know, we're through to the next round, so we can't really ask for any more. Yeah, yeah, that's it. My main thing was was getting through, and and listen, it was it was a dominant performance. It, you know, there was there wasn't a huge amount of quality, but there was there was flashes um, in the game, and and, and there was some. Decent performances, I thought, but the main thing was getting through. And, and if we put that into the league form and, and we win three 0 every week with born performances, I'll take that every day of the week. Um, if you are just joining us, please like and subscribe. As always, really helps grow the channel. There's plenty of extra content on Patreon as well. If you're interested, head over to Patreon. Um, Rangers Rabble, I think the link will be in the description, but there's interviews and there's articles. I think the articles are free, actually, so head over there anyway, um, and you can read them. And also you can listen to all the pods, audio only, if you can't look at the screen. I know YouTube's a bit of a uh, problem when it's a members thing and, and you can't um, turn your screen off and, and keep the audio going, but you can do that on, on Patreon, so that's all good. So, Craig, 3-0. Um, started the game... Wow, I was about to say we started the game on the front foot. The first thing I really remember happening uh, was Golden playing a dreadful pass about two yards away into the into the striker, uh, Goncalves, I think it is. And um, he strikes it sort of first time. And I'll be honest, I thought when the moment he hit it, that was on its way into the back of the net. Um, it was it was a really decent effort. And I think it was. He, just, he actually comes across it and it, it sort of takes the ball um, away to the right of McGregor's goal. But... I said before on the, on the pod, uh, mainly pointing fingers at Lundstrom, but saying he wasn't the only culprit for it, that Aston five-yard passes seem to be a real problem every single match. Yeah, um, I saw that bit and I, I sort of had a momentary heart in mouth where I thought, where's that ball going? And I think looking back, you see the replay and if it had been anywhere near the goal, then 
I guess not get anywhere near it and and we'd had the we'd had the worst start possible. But he does cut across it. But yeah, Goldson's pass was just one of those where it's just so just simple ball. He's got two or three different options and he decides to try and play inside where the Rafe Rowers player is and it just seemed to be quite quite indicative of that first sort of 25, 30 minutes where we were doing quite a lot of the leg work, but then sort of the final ball or the simple pass was letting us down. It was. Um, I mean, credit to, to Ray Rovers here. They, they obviously had a game plan. They, they wanted to try and break the play out where they could and, and sit deep, which, you know, we, we expect. It wasn't like Partick Thistle. It was what we thought Partick Thistle was going to be, I think. We, we thought Partick Thistle were going to come and sit in. They, they sort of come in and, and had a bit more of a go, but... Rafe, I thought, defended well at times. They were, they were using, I mean, Beaton wasn't having the, the greatest game, I thought. Um, you know, he's, it seemed every time the ball went in the box, they would drop to the floor and, and get a free kick or get the game stopped. Even if it wasn't a head injury, they'd get the game stopped. And then that just breaks everything up, sort of throws us out of our rhythm. There was a few early decisions. I mean, I thought the Cantwell and Kent first one where the lad sort of drags him down mm-hmm. on the edge of the box was a free kick. Uh, there was also a save on the edge of the box where the lad breached down, literally bats the ball away with his hand. Um, also not given by John Beaton. But, the, I mean, the first, the, uh, I was going to say talking point, trying to make talking points out of this game, uh, was Sakala sort of breaking into the box and, and maybe being body-checked a little and, and going down and wanting a penalty. wasn't a penalty for me. I thought, I thought he went down easy. I thought it was the one decision that Beaton maybe maybe did get right. Yeah, I don't think it was a I thought. It was a 50-50, probably a swung either way in today's football. But listen, Ray Frovers played it to advantage. They were doing that to stop the play, disrupt the game. And the manager fell for it. I mean, the manager there fell for it. And he was letting away with it. So beating was saying, that's fine, go ahead. And McDonald was down when he came out for the cross ball. And a couple of others were hitting the balls away, came down. And because it's a head injury, the referee stops it straight away. So they know that. They played it well. And if you're in their position, you do it to disrupt the, the home team playing. And... I thought their discipline was really good, Ruth Rovers, as in they sat, their structure was good. And they said to us, knock it wide and put the balls in and we'll deal with the crosses. Because on the ground, they know they're not as good as us. But in there, it's just a physicality. Whoever jumps a high and they can head it away. They don't have to play football. And, and I thought they'd done it really well, obviously, until Connor scored. But but we felt like that. We felt like that trap straight up. Straight up and we started getting frustrated quite early on, I thought. We did. Yeah, I thought the same. Um, we, we just... I've, I've, I'm just looking at the stats, by the way. I did not, apparently, we had 18 corners and they had zero. That's that's a hell of a standard. But that just goes to show again. I think we, I feel Craig when we sometimes when we're getting frustrated and and you know we, we are struggling to break teams down. We we start resorting to going out wide and crossing, going out wide, crossing, going out wide, crossing. Today, I thought we were better in terms of I don't know if this is something Bill said at half time, but. We started to go through the middle a lot more in the second half. We started trusting ourselves on the ball. Raskin and Cantwell were, were a lot more involved in the second half. But we, I mean, we we eventually do get the the breakthrough from from the from a corner. Funnily enough, um, it was it was something so rare for me. Anyway, I know Goldson scored recently, but the actual accuracy and bullet header from Goldson is something we don't really see much of. I mean, he's he's fine in the air. He wins all his headers at the back, but I, I feel like he's a bit of a 50p head in the box when when he's trying to attack them, they go all over the place. So it was good to see him sort of climb and, and it's one of them ones. As soon, as soon as they're in there, you almost know before it's hitting their head that it, this is bulleting in the top corner, really. Yeah, he's he's normally pretty good at sort of heading the ball across the box from a corner, not necessarily uh, being on target himself. But yeah, it was a fantastic header. Um, one real time in the first half that 
we actually got a good connection on a on a corner. I mean, Borners and um, Borners deliveries were, were pretty good, um, and we just sort of seemed to not get anywhere near it, or, or, or their defenders sort of headed it away. Um, the one that I think you mentioned about the sort of keeper going down, or a bit of a weird one because I thought he actually sort of swiped Sakala down. So I don't know how it got given as a, a free kick against Sakala when he's just sort of jumped for the ball. Um, but yeah, we should really do that more often. We should make the most of Davison, Goldson and, and their attacking ability. Um, we just don't make the most of it for me. Yeah. And um, I mean, I see a few people are sort of talking about um, Kent's performance. I thought Sakala was, was much the same care. They, they just weren't getting any space, were they? And they're sort of floating about. Kent linked up a few times, but, you know, especially Sakala, he just wasn't getting to to use that pace in behind. And and again, I think that just goes down to, to Rafe, like we said before, we're, we're making the game really stuffy. Uh, well, I mean, both Kent and Sakala like the space and the part they pointed on. And I like the big wide surfaces to run into and the channels turned down and through a centre and they weren't getting that because the controllers were very uh, they did a low block so they weren't getting through the two sets of lines I had out but I thought the only point it was trying to change it different was Campbell I thought he was trying to play the one two was trying to like, give and goes and he was coming inside and trying to play the wee slide real pass through he done it once or twice and you have to change it up straight you can't always go out cross balls but I have to say a couple of the Borners crosses were really good crosses mm. Just, it's just a pity we don't have anybody to attack them. I mean, Sakala was probably attacking them more than Joe it was. And it was unlucky a couple of times. But the boy Tom Lang defended really well because that's what he was there for. I think he must have headed the ball a good 20-odd times in a space of about 15, 20 minutes. He was just constantly putting his head on it. But no, they've done well and they've done well. But we have to change it up. I, I, I know we were further down, but I thought when Redbank won, he changed it. It's like he can run in behind or he can... Come inside, but he can also go by, man. Whereas Bonner's first thought is just to get the crossing. He's not yeah. really any other option to go with. Whereas Ridvan has got a few different things he can you can look at, but obviously that will come. But I thought, uh, I thought we'd done pretty much. It was quite predictable until obviously Connor scored. But even if it's good crosses, the movement has to be better as well in the box. We won the. I thought the movement wasn't great coming into the box on the cross balls. Yeah, no, I completely agree there. It was. Um... Yeah, I was saying that sort of the crossing. I didn't mean it was bad crossing. I just mean it was it was just sort of yeah, cross pass that wide, cross pass that wide, cross. Um, and and yeah, like you said, Borna does that thing. If Borna does try to go past someone, he sort of makes it obvious for about twenty seconds that he's going to attempt to go past them before he does it. Um, but yeah, all in all, we get the goal. Um, getting tough on one nil up. So you know, it's it obviously um, and then brings. It makes the afternoon talk a little easier. You get that breakthrough. You're hoping that the, the floodgates are going to open. Second half kicks off, Craig. It's um, it is much of the same. It was, I mean, I was, I was just looking up at times to be honest at the game. I was, I was like looking at other scores and 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 like looking at the rugby lineups and stuff like this. And it was one of the ones where it was just, it was, <laughs> it was a task to get through the match at times. Um, but obviously then you're seeing the likes of Ridvan and, and John Stewart warming up and then you're getting excited again because it is exciting to see these players come back from injury and, and, and what they're gonna what they're gonna offer. Um it's like this is how much of a blur it is to me. I can't even remember. Does the second goal comes before the subs, does it? I think it does, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. This this um, might in the uh this might have been the time of the game where I might have slightly dropped off in my chair in the living room. Um a girlfriend sort of walked in and saw that I was I was sort of uh, 
part asleep and part awake. But yeah, so I I, I saw the subs coming on, um, and obviously by then it was already two 0 I saw the goal, so I caught the goal up. Um, yes, yeah, so it was just before just before the subs, uh, but it was good to see sort of suit, particularly Suter and Neil Mas coming on. Yeah, and, and look at this exclusive live and exclusive from the car. We've got Martin the boss. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, just very, very quickly, I just received a phone call. Um, I haven't seen it. I'm guessing you guys haven't seen it, but I did put it in the comments. If anybody has seen the manager's post-match comments to Viaplay, apparently he goes in quite hard on Alfredo Morelos. Okay. Apparently there has been no dis no discussions of a new deal. And... He wants to see more film when he comes on the park. So, um, just judging by the phone call I have, because I haven't seen them either, I'm hoping somebody in the comments can update us. Um, I don't think the manager's too happy with Alfredo. Um, oh, well, funnily enough, it's just popped up right in front of me. I was, I was waiting for the, the refresh. Uh, what's he said? He just talked about the game, how we'd like car quality to be a bit better at times. It was a bit like a training game. Race made it difficult. It made it difficult. Uh, and then a bit more. He wants to see a little bit more from Alfredo Morelos. The last 14 games, he has seven goals he's performed. But I like Antonio Cholak's energy. On reports linking Morelos' pre-contract to Bill says he hasn't spoken to the striker about it. Yeah, BBC haven't really broke it down or anything other than saying that he hasn't really spoken to Morelos about if he's if he's agreed a deal elsewhere. But just that he wants a bit more from from Alfie in general. Um, I don't know if anyone it was just, in the chat. It was just, it was just so much that. It was just so much the tone, Stu, apparently, from the manager. Um, but like I say, I haven't seen anything. I need to travel now. I need to go somewhere. Um, but uh, I just thought I would jump on and, and let you know that. Because I know that we don't get to see the post-match stuff when we're doing this. So I just thought I'd let you know. Cool. Thank you very much. We will uh, we'll definitely Thank keep an eye out. Cheers, Martin. <laughs> we'll ask to keep an eye out. If anyone in the chat has um, has seen it, they can... Maybe just put in if it, how Bill seemed in that in that sort of uh, presser there because yeah it's just just from BBC it's, it's very hard to retone isn't it when it, when it's written down as a as a text format but yeah just said that he was he wants a little bit more from him I mean if we, we do just jump there then okay I mean we, we obviously we've we've gone to the up it was a bit of a ridiculous own goal um, Morelos when he when he comes on I, I don't think I mean outside of our field and maybe yeah actually. I'm now talking myself out of this argument. Um, Arfield and, and Yilmaz, I thought, sort of stood out a little bit when they come on. But I don't think Morelos... I mean, Morelos looked more than up for it, in my opinion. Um, you know, maybe maybe didn't do anything amazing, but he was trying to get involved, I thought. So this, if this is the, the case, do you think this is just Bill thinking that he, he is away to Seville and, and he's, he's more concerned about what he's going to get out of Morelos from now to the end of the season? You don't know what's going on behind the scenes, do you, Stuart? I mean, it's one of these things where if Alfie wants to leave, then let him go. If he doesn't want to stay, don't force him to stay. Because I do feel we maybe it's went stale with him at the club and we need to bring in somebody who wants to be there, first of all. But I think we need to bring in somebody who scores more goals, to be honest with you. I mean, we've all, we all like Alfie and what he's done in the past, but we maybe need to move on as a club as well. So... I mean, the 50 minutes you gave him, you can't really judge him. If he was not showing enough and playing around games before that, why put him on the bench if you want to come out and slaughter him? Like one of the, one of the, what the comments said, why put him on the bench? 
mm. if they're going to go out and slaughter them. So I don't know, is it about a thing this uh, just the way Michael Bill's trying to play it, force his hand and see what he comes out and says. I mean, if a deal's not been offered, been Bill said a couple weeks ago, but Stuart Haman Kent's not been offered deals as yet, did they not? So if he's coming out and and saying that again, it's not really anything we don't know. Whereas before we were told when before Michael came in that the both of them had been offered deals and were just on the table for them. So you don't get a lot of Rangers to bonus with you. I think that's probably the most frustrating thing. But listen, if Alfie doesn't want to be here, let him go. We as a club move yeah. on. Bigger and better players have left us. If he wants to stay, then talk to him. But to be honest with you, I wouldn't force him. Just stay because I think there's better out there. And I think we can go and look somewhere else. So I have to, there's plenty of players across Europe and across worldwide who can come into Rangers and do a better job in Alfie. Yeah, yeah, I've just seen some comments. That, when I said <laughs> standout was maybe the wrong word for, for Yilmaz, he just, I just thought he looked energetic. It was almost, for him being out so long, it, it was good to see him bombing up and down the touchline, which is hopefully what we're going to see a lot more of um, as he gets up to speed again. You know, it's, it's sort of three months out now, and, and even before then, he wasn't getting a great deal in the game time. So I think I was just, I really like the idea of Yilmaz, so I'm just excited that he's back. More than anything. Um, so the game carries on then um craig again it, it it starts dying down we bring on the subs good to see john suter come back on um we also had obviously yilmaz hadji as well uh, morelos comes on and arfield i thought the game started to suit Arfield a bit more because he's got players in there i was really happy to see that we kept Cantwell and Raskin on the pitch because I feel like they're the same wavelength of Arfield. You, it, it reminded me of those old days when we had Arfield and Hadji and they used to play those sort of intricate passes in the box. And that actually is, is where we get the third goal, the, the, the ball across. And and you think, I think, is it Cantwell? I think he, he looks like he's going to strike it. And then he just rolls it on, which we don't do enough of, like drawing that defender in, in the box and then just pass it for, for basically a tap-in. And, and it's 3-0. And I feel like, I know it's only Rafe Rovers, but if we're... If we've now got these players like Cantwell, like Raskin, that are this forward-thinking, clever players were in the box, they don't panic, it's actually going to benefit players like Arfield who can come off the bench and, and have a big impact as we've seen in the past and we've seen today. Yeah, what I like about Scotty Arfield is like some of the other players would have probably tried to take a touch to get that ball under control, but he does in his sort of first-time bottom corner. Um, I actually thought the time he was on the pitch, I actually thought Hadji did, was, was sort of quite involved. Um, it was good to see him sort of be involved. Obviously, he laid the ball on to Campwell, um, and there's a couple of other sort of in sort of quite good passes that he that he sort of tried or, or also put on. So um, it's going to take time with him, particularly obviously with the amount of time he was out. But it's good to see him sort of getting back into the swing of things. And and this sort of game today is the perfect sort of game to bring him on and give him sort of 15, 20 minutes and see see what he can do. Um, on Morelos. Um, I think obviously the manager sees a lot more than than sort of we do. I think if he hadn't put him on, I agree with the comment about why is he on the bench. But I think if he hadn't been on the bench, that would have obviously brought up a lot of uh, a lot of discussion around it. Um, and you've sort of got to have him on the bench to a point because if you don't have him on the bench and Cholak something suddenly happens to Cholak, you've then got no striker to play um, this game and, and obviously the next few weeks. So it's a delicate one, but I'd imagine this isn't. This isn't going to be based on today's game, um, Michael Bill's comments. It's going to be based on a based on a long run of games, um, which might actually be coincidental with with the time that Cholak's suddenly come back into the team. Yeah, 
Yeah, and um, listen, I mean, there's going to be plenty of talking points for the, for the Monday night podcast because, I mean, I can already see them in the in the comments. Uh, I guess we're going to go into Hadji. I have left the the Union Bears stuff because it's obviously a, it's a can of worms that, that could take us on for another hour. Um, but basically, from what I've seen early on, uh, the Union Bears elected not to come into the stadium. They had a banner from, from what I've seen on Twitter. The banner basically said Ross Wilson, director of failure. Rangers refused to let them have that banner. Uh, Rangers released statements and it was uh, an anti-police banner. It's it's hard to know what to believe. I mean, we, we've obviously seen the banner that the Union Bears have had up. Whether there was a different banner on top of that, I don't know. Um, but I'm sure that'll be a massive discussion tomorrow. So, so please come back and join us for that. But the game finishes then. Um, Care 3-0. There was one more sort of slight scare at the very end with Ben Davies going down um, and I, you're just thinking please not another not, not another centre-back injury but he's I mean he seemed okay by the end of it and and at the end of the day bit of a bit of one of those ones it was a hard watch but you know we we get through the game 3-0 and and hopefully no injuries and, and really that is all you can ask. That is all we can ask with our 30 nights for 30 semi-finals and we need, to, we need to perform better in the semi-final depending on who we get, but we're through and that's all we can ask. It's a cup game, you need to go through and that's what we've done. Just on Scotty Afford, even though Scotty's coming on in age and he's one of these guys, you just want to stay at the club because of what he offers, but I know obviously his legs aren't the same and but we need to be out there looking for somebody who can play Scotty Afield because he gives us something that no other player in our squad does. His late runs into the box are so difficult to pick up and you've seen that today and knows where to be, where to be, and he just offers so much, and he offers something different, you said yourself, too. he's link up play with Hadji, but I think in the same wavelength as Cantmel, and he's just, he's going to be a difficult one to replace, especially because we got him for free, but these are the type of guys we need to replace first, we need to bring in somebody who can play similar to Scott Arfield, because that's the type, that's the type of players we need, because that's how we play, and we need to be looking for an ass striker as well, yeah, we've got Cholak, but, and, but Ruth's made a we a bix, whatever you want to call him, but in the office of Alfie's Ofsky, so we need to and that's what you feel didn't go and get an ass striker and I think we're off in the last game we can see we're moving forward. The back four looks fine to me, maybe born our way with advanced staying there and that obviously a keeper, but we're going the right direction, but we do need to bring a few players in. But no, at the end of the day, happy getting through and that's the main thing. As for Union Bears, their banner doesn't say anything but not we've not all thought ourselves. So, it'll be interesting to see why the club kept him out. I think at the moment, the directors at Rangers Football Club, it's it's kind of they don't really want to back it. They, they kind of back us into a corner on support rather than fight with us, don't they? They seem to back the fans and throw abuse at us, but they don't seem to back us when we're getting abuse, fellas. Yeah, yeah, as I say, it's going to be, um, it's definitely going to be a, a big topic um, to discuss because. You know, I mean, listen, it's the whole Ross Wilson saga. I mean, every time Ross Wilson comes up, we, I mean, we could do a pod every time he comes up, honestly. But it, yeah, if it is the case that they've stopped them for that, it, it just goes. I want to see the the answer as to why Ross Wilson is is getting sort of better protection than the Secret Service from Rangers because they just they don't let a bad word be said about him. Um, it's very very strange. So. I'll uh, definitely make that the, the topic of discussion for, for the Monday pod. But into the semi-finals then, Craig. Um, 
the old firm are actually the, the last two Scottish Premiership clubs left in the competition now in the semi-final. Uh, the others being Inverness, Caledonia, Thistle. And then the draw will be made tomorrow evening after the final quarter-final match, which is between, is it Ayr and Falkirk? Um, I mean, what what are we thinking for the for the semi-finals? And, and everyone in the, the sort of chat as well, if you want to sort of put in who who because I feel it's gonna be interesting to see who people want now. Do you do you want them in the semis? Do you wanna do you wanna go because it'd be Hamden anyway, right? Do we do we want to go and play them in the semis and, and then have a final against you know a championship or league one club or do we want the tie that gets us guaranteed straight into the final well not guaranteed nothing's guaranteed but you know the the, the easier of the ties um or does it not matter does it not matter who we get what what are you thinking Greg? Um I don't think it does matter. I mean personally I I would want them maybe in the semi-final to sort of get get a sort of a win over them and, and put them out. Um, obviously, when we play them in the final, the league you'd expect will be done. So it's kind of just the sort of last last sort of bragging right um, of the season. I think knocking them out would be a would be a bigger statement for me. But I'd be very, I'd be and this isn't to go down the uh, conspiracy theory route, but I would be very surprised if very surprised if we draw them in the semi-final. I would imagine that the uh, Two semi-finals would be would be set up so we play in the final. Well, Craig's going for a fixed draw then. In care, what what what's your thoughts? Well, I just want to get the final one, Stuart. I don't care who we get. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you're going to have to beat them at some point, but we have to beat them. We can't keep falling down at our final hurdle when we play them. And like I said before, they they're a better side this season than us, and they're probably. Further ahead, there's in club wise on and off the park, but on and off game situation, we, we can't lie down and we have to go toe to toe, which we're going to do the last final. So, we will have to get that right. But I'm happy, I'm happy wherever we get because we just need to defend the cup because we're the holders, so we need to go out and defend it. Yep, absolutely the case. Um, it seems, well, I mean, most people seem to uh to be wanting them in the in the semi-finals um you know i think i feel like we have a good record against them before the finals in recent years um who knows eh? who knows this let's, let's see who we do get uh craig you did say that you maybe had some of the actual the full quotes from from michael bill there so we finish up on on getting that and seeing what he what he actually did say yeah i've just seen it up on posted up on twitter um from one of the websites to say uh, Alfredo had the shirt. He was the only fit, only striker fit, and he did very well. And I think in the last fourteen games, he's got seven goals and five five assists. So there's one. There's the one thing he has performed. He's training really well in the background, but I like Tony's energy. And I put Tony in midweek, and I thought him and Fashion were fantastic. They had a contrasting game today. In terms of the reports from the outside, I've not spoken to him about it. He's free to go and speak to other people. We've not spoken to him and offered him anything. We've not done anything with any of the outer contract players. We want to take a look and keep talking. Ryan Jackson, a place where I've said publicly I'd like him to stay. And the same with Ryan Kent. So that's above me, so you can communicate that. Alfredo's situation is slightly different. He's been in the club a long time, and I need to see a little bit more from Alfredo day in, day out. I think when he's played and the team has needed him, he's fine. But I want more energy in the final third. Can he provide that? If he can, he's a better option than what he's been in the last few months. I think that's fair. Everything I'm saying has been told to his face. No. Well, <laughs> there we go. I mean, I, I guess two things to unpack. This, we'll finish up on this then. Two things to unpack there. We'll go go stay with you, Craig, for the for the first part. Um, is he saying 
that we haven't offered Morelos there because he knows he's gone and, and he's trying to maybe just turn it a little bit into a, well, you know, it's it, it's not something that we've even sat down and said that we want. It, it could be a part of the way, you know, an, an amical part of the ways that, that he's just come to an end. Or do you think he's, or, or sorry, is the worry there that we haven't even spoken to him? We haven't even well, had that what, contract conversation. Yeah, from from what it seems, it looks like they haven't done that with any of the any of the players that are at contract. But it looks to me, the way I read it, is that Ryan Kent and Ryan Jack, maybe the fact that he's come out and said I want them to stay is because they've made a sort of indication that they're willing to stay. Whereas maybe there isn't that for Morelos, and that's probably why they haven't. He's not been saying that publicly. Um, and I've noticed that of, of, of quite a few press conferences where Beal's been asked about Ryan Kent and Ryan Jack and never really been asked about Alfredo. Now, obviously, he hasn't been asked about him, but he's never really brought him up either. Yeah. No matter yeah. what, look at Bill says, Stuart, is that not another one of Ross Wilson's failures then? <laughs> uh, he's told us a while back. He's that an interview. Can't remember exactly when it was. Remember, about 12 months, 18 months ago, saying all these our contract players will get this sorted and will move forward. And we're still sitting here. If, if, see if don't want to offer the players a new deal, fair enough. See if the players don't want to stay, fair enough. But don't tell us one thing and do that because that's what the Rangers board treat us like. You treat us with contempt and treat us with like we're stupid and we're not stupid. As long as we pay money, they think that's fine. You don't need to tell us anything. But we pay money. We, a lot of guys work every week. Girls work every week, go with families, go with friends. It's only maybe time you see families and stuff, but you all go to see your team play. costs a lot of money, and the board treat you with such contempt. They don't care as long as you get your money for your season ticket, for your my gels, for merchandise. They don't care. Now they're doing it. It's no great because, you know, in the day you're a fan and you'll go through good and bad, but sometimes the board have to be a bit more conscious with the football fans, you know what I mean? Because... We're going to be here longer than a lot of them. I'm not saying obviously we'll pass or we'll pass away and our kids will go, but no, it's not great for the board. But if Michael Bill might be saying that, obviously to get a rise for Alfie, but also maybe to see what Ross Wilson does do in the board do because if he's come in with if he's come in and he's been told you're getting this much, maybe to rebuild or revamp, whatever the situation may be, and then he feels he's maybe getting told lies as well, it's not great. So I think that's a worry for me, what the board are telling us, but sometimes it doesn't pan out. But I thought Morelos, Morelos, for me, his time's up. You move on for Alfie, but Ryan, Ryan Kent, it's 50-50. Ryan Jack, I would keep, but Morelos, I would just say move on. Go and get somebody else. I mean, he's somebody else. It's went still with Alfie. He needs a change. We need a change. Yeah, well, you pretty much asked the, the answered the question I was going to bring to you. And and RRM, basically this, you know, um, you know, a bit of both. Cars and Tables, they want to keep Jack and Kent. I was going to ask, um, you know, is, is that a worry about the board then maybe not going for and, and getting this? Because Bill's also said that they haven't sat down. We're going to maybe sit down with Kent in the international break. It's, it's a bit of a worry that he's, he's openly said he wants to keep them and, and we haven't made that contact happen or we haven't and we're not releasing it. I don't know. But you pretty much answered that for me, Kerr. So, uh, Union, Union Bears released a statement saying the Union Bears had planned to display various legitimate message banners at today's match highlighting different issues with surrounding our club and support. Prior to the match, Police Scotland and Rangers FC jointly removed these materials without our knowledge and blocked access to our regular match day materials. From Rangers FC, this is a clear breakdown of trust and an attempt to silence our group's valid concerns. 
as a consequence, we made the difficult decision to remove active support and into the ground as a group. This attempt to suppress the feelings among the Rangers support will not be successful and only stands to confirm the concerns that the fans hold. I mean, have we got any more statements? Does anyone else want to read out a statement on, on the uh, on the pod? Yeah, it's it's not good, and it's um, it, but that that does highlight to me. I think that there was obviously more than just the Ross Wilson banner. I think the banner probably uh, on night Easter Road with the way the fans get treated trying to get into the stadium. Yeah, and and the, the problem seems to be from from just what I'm listening to on on that part is. The, the Rangers have removed the banners and then they haven't actually come to it, had a discussion with the Union Bears and, and tried to find a way around it, tried to find a way if they maybe don't have some of them. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem like there is a breakdown of trust. And and to be honest, this board for a while has seemed like uh, it's been a, the, the relationship between the board and the fans is very rocky. And, you know, if, if you're successful in the park, that can mask that. And when you're not, that's when it comes to the fore. And, and at the moment, that's, that seems to be what's happening. But we will save all of them for the Monday night podcast because that one can go on forever and I'm super ill and I'm going to go back to bed in a minute because my head's all over the place. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. It did, of course, finish Rangers 3, Rafe Rovers Neil. We're into the semi-finals. The semi-final draw will be tomorrow evening after the final quarter-finals match between Air and Falkirk. So I'm sure that that probably be too late for the pod tomorrow, so we might not get that live on the pod for the draw. Um, but we will have a fantastic discussion all about the Union Bears, all about Ross Wilson, um, probably touch again on today. But thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, we hope to see you all back here tomorrow night. Thanks to Care and Craig. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Please tell your friends about it, even if you just text someone and say, oh, no, this half decent. I was going to say great, but half decent when I'm on it. Um, Rangers podcast. You should definitely go listen to it. Um, but until then, till tomorrow, we'll uh, see you soon. Cheers, guys. Podcast Network.